Hello and welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. So, um, Christmas is over. Yeah. <laughs> Gee, thanks, Sid, for reminding everybody. I mean, bringing the mood down. Did people forget? I think they know. No, I've just been in that wasteland of time and space between Christmas and New Year's. Do you know what, um, honestly, the day that I look the most forward to that has passed? The day after Christmas? No, the day after solstice. When it starts, the days start to get longer again. Uh. <laughs> that is, I, I am so excited when I know we are moving in that direction That's <laughs> on fair. the planet. Me too. Yeah. These these short days do not sit well with me. And the weather got warmer this week. Went from, you know, below zero to 50 degrees this morning. Was it a polar vortex? Is that what was happening? I don't know what it was. I, yeah. I don't... I don't know if it's, know. it's good for, like, the earth and stuff to go from two degrees to 60 degrees. But it's good good for us in the moment. Yeah. At least it was incremental, I guess. Well, yeah, it was like several days of like, oh, getting maybe above 30. Oh, yeah, that's maybe. true. Oh, there we are. Oh, a little bit above 30. Because I had said it had to be above freezing before the kids could go out in the snow, but I was outvoted. Mm. And I just said, that's fine. If, if somebody wants to take the kids out in the snow when it's 22 degrees, it's not going to be me. <laughs> I don't do that. Yeah. Also, it's not snow. It's ice. It, it was, was just crunchy ice. ice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was um not not playing material. Mm-hmm. It was great for making snow cones. Mm-hmm. We did we did scoop out a lot of it to make snow cones with. Which is always good. Which in retrospect, maybe that's why everybody got stomach bugs. Hey, I didn't eat any <laughs> of those snow cones. I saw a, a a microbiologist on TikTok melt snow and and swab it on auger plates to see how much bacteria it was compared mm-hmm. to like compared it to like sterile water and dirty snow and it wasn't that bad like fresh fallen snow but i i've always seen that if you like brush off the very top layer and then get right below it not all the way down to the ground yeah but like that middle that that's that's safer mm. not that is, i'm not advocating that you eat snow but like your no. kids are going to do it so <laughs> I mean, I did it just a couple years ago in college and made snow cream. Yeah. So. Yeah, we didn't we didn't go full out with the cream. We have some snow cone syrups. <laughs> you have many, because many. Snow I have cone snow cone syrups in my house all the time because I'm married to Justin McElroy, and that's it's just the kind of fanciful thing he would appreciate. So we could just scoop up snow and then pour snow cone syrup on. Mm-hmm. You got it. You got yourself a snow cone. Which the kids love, mm-hmm. of course. No, they did. They did love that. Uh, so, Riley, you got a um, a present for Cooper that was dicey at first. I did. Well, it felt fitting to talk about because we were talking about weird little creatures this week. So it felt fitting. Um, I got Cooper, anyone familiar with Matthew Gray Goobler, I guarantee you it will be many people listening to this podcast. I know you looked at me like I was crazy when I told you that, but I mm-hmm. bet you it'll be many people. Um, anyways, he has a little online zine and story and, um, like stories of characters he's created and he made one called Rumple into a stuffy and sold it. Um, and it's like a little two foot tall guy who's green. He's got kind of a long neck. I mean, he's, he's drawn 2d 
and he's like a 2D cartoon brought to life, like just big. So like mm-hmm. both eyes are on the front. Um, he's got like three pieces of hair, a little banana peel for a hat. I think he's cute, but he's kind of weird looking. And that's the whole point because his tag is like, I'm w- a little weird, just like all of us. Um, so I got it for Cooper because I just saw it and I immediately was like, yeah, she mm-hmm. would be into that. I know a kid who would like that. And she opened it and said it was too scary. And then I gave her the worst experience that adults can ever have where you're talking about someone and then they're walking up behind you as they're talking about <laughs> you. Um, I did that to her accidentally when I walked up behind her to tell her goodbye on Christmas Eve. And she was asking you, do we have to take this home? <laughs> He's too scary. Um, and I felt bad, not because like it hurt my feelings. I just felt bad. I got her something that scared her. But uh, now she sleeps with him every night and is named him Bob. Mm-hmm. She drew little lips on him. He has like a big, long, straight line for a mouth. And then she drew like these little heart-shaped, <laughs> like a perfect little <laughs> purple lips, kissy lips yeah. on him. And... Um, colored something maybe his nose purple or something his something teeth. else his teeth his that's what it teeth. is his teeth are purple and it, then she liked him better just needed a little lipstick now he's not so scary yeah mm-hmm. the reason she gave me though for sleeping with him every night because she told me that and said keep it a secret but i'll prove it to you and then she has <laughs> said he was on my bed this morning like there you go there's proof that i slept with him um but the reason she gave me for sleeping with him was that he takes the bad dreams and mm-hmm. i was like oh that's good that he does that and she said, but that's because he loves bad dreams and he <laughs> hates good dreams. So he takes the bad dreams out of your head so he can have them and gives you his good dreams because he hates bad dreams. <laughs> or he hates good dreams. Mm. Um, I don't know how to feel about it. I don't know where she got that lore from. Mm. I, it's it's still a useful guy to have around, though, it sounds like. Yeah. 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 I think we would all appreciate something we could put next to us that took all of our bad dreams. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she loves she loves Bob. And it's also designed to hug you. Like It has a little Velcro on its hand, so it's supposed to hug you around your neck and just kind of ride around on you. She doesn't love that. No, well, it's not tight. Like, it's safe, but it's it's just close enough that I think it feels weird. Yeah. It's like wearing a turtleneck, yeah. you know? Like, it's not, it's not so tight that it would be dangerous for her to do that, but I just don't think she loves the way it feels. She also, Charlie put it on her yesterday, and the first thing she said was, no, it's embarrassing. <laughs> I was like... Who who are, who are you embarrassed in front of? It's just us. She picked that up from Charlie. We were driving around looking at Christmas lights the uh, night before last because we didn't do it before Christmas. And sure. um, Cooper was singing mm-hmm. and she had her window rolled down and Charlie started saying, Cooper, that's so embarrassing. Roll your window up or stop singing. And I was like, Aww. okay, first of all, nobody can hear her. And secondly, no, it's not. <laughs> She's four. <laughs> She can sing, but it's that she's doing that teenagery thing. Charlie oh, yeah, is. She is. Is, that, is she already there? Is that mm-hmm. somehow? I mean, she's eight, so not technically, but she well, I, she like she has taken on that persona. I knew she was reading above her level. I didn't know that she was just just full on just passing, <laughs> reading other people beyond yeah, her level. Yeah, oh, there you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. She is. Uh, she's she's very much a little adult. Yeah, um. <laughs> it's like she saw someone stop being a teenager in the family and she was like, well, time to take up the role. Mm-hmm. Anyways. One thing we did have to, I don't know where she picked it up, but she sometimes will like sort of snap in your face. Yeah. 
like like she burns you and she's like, oh, and she'll reach over and like snap in your face. Like, haha, gotcha. I don't know where that came from, but I was like, we're not doing that. We're not actually going to no. <laughs> no, she did that to me once and then flipped her hair and put her hand on her hip and walked away. But it was like an intentional strut away. It was not just a walk. I don't even know where she picked that up. I don't know. I don't. I can't think of any shows she watches where that happens. I don't know. Does Taylor Swift do that? No. Taylor Swift's been, anti-mean girls. They have been watching Taylor Swift music videos <laughs> oh, nonstop <I> <laughs> for the last several days. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm partly to blame for that. I think, but also they just love watching music videos. Period. That's true. They so, also they also watch Lizzo, Katy Perry. Taylor um, Swift just makes some good music videos. Yeah. Yeah. Taylor Swift definitely claps back, but it would be in an intricate series of of clues in a in a music video or dance mm-hmm. that are somehow mm-hmm. burning you, but burning you in a secret code. <laughs> Which, by the way, I'm just calling it right now because today is the day before New Year's Eve. I think Taylor Swift's going to be in New York at the Times Square thing on New Year's Eve in some form. I don't know if it'll be in person or virtually or announcing something or singing something, but she'll be there. They in put some form. They t- they took a video. The New York Times Square whatever TikTok account took a video of the ball close up and said it's Bejeweled this year, which is her song with the song playing in the background of the TikTok. Mm. And then it said Meet Us at Midnight, which is like the catchphrase of her album that she kept saying Meet Me at Midnight before it came out um, and did all of her drops at midnight. So I don't know what she's doing, but... I think it's something, guys. Taylor, if you could just head over there yeah. and check it out for us. <laughs> You'll be closest. So I'm sure that that will be an easy, just bop over there, check it out. <laughs> yeah, you know, of, I, I, of all of my all of my years in New York, I have not stepped, I don't think I've stepped foot in Manhattan on New Year's Eve. You know, yeah. you could always do what Justin did when he said he saw Mitchell Musso and met him and signed a piece of paper and gave it to me. You could just say... Hey, I walked by and I saw Taylor Swift. Here's a signature. Yeah, I, I could. I, I wouldn't. That would feel deceptive. I, I also uh, would hope you wouldn't yeah. fall for that now. You were very young when you yeah, did that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I believed it for a good five years after that. I was 13 before what? I realized it was not real. What if I just signed my name? I'm like, yeah, I got Taylor's signature for you. Look. Well, I would like that too. It's the wrong Taylor. <laughs> just spell your name wrong. <laughs> it's true. I mean, uh, no, I, technically it's spelling my name right. Let's, let's be clear. Nah. Uh, nah. All right. Um, that We're not supposed to be talking about that. No. Um, you did bring up Midnight's. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things you shouldn't do after midnight, I don't know. I'm really trying here. Don't it's feed really Taylor Swift after midnight. <laughs> don't feed Taylor don't. Swift after midnight. She'll drop something. Um, that's not, we're not. No. Gre- gremlins yeah gremlins <laughs> gremlins Sorry, it was my really... my choice for for a christmas movie which then we didn't talk about it for christmas so well you'll have the late we're in the, present we're in See, the christmas season i think this is the perfect movie to talk about this time though because you're still in that season like the decorations are still up your tree's still up you're still like going through yep. your presents and getting readjusted to normal life you um, leave that up till the epiphany but it's not christmas christmas that's what I think about Gremlins. You don't. Um, you you did not think Gremlins was clearly a Christmas movie. There's well, gift I mean, giving. It takes place on Christmas Eve. There's a there's Santa Claus lore involved in it. Yes. yes, 
See, I just always, the distinction in my brain between Christmas movie and a movie that's good to watch at Christmas is does it just take place at Christmas or do does the central plot revolve around something to do with Christmas? Yes. The thing that starts it off is that the dad gets a present for his son that is the Mogwai. Can we talk about... I guess it is a Christmas movie. When he receives the Mogwai, <laughs> I was thinking about... If I gave my children a newly discovered species that they had never heard of, that I had never heard of, that I didn't know existed, that didn't exactly look like anything else that had ever existed on Earth, and that also sometimes said English words, (laughs) (laughs) I feel like they would be freaked out at first. And everyone in this family is like, what an adorable brand new species on Earth. (laughs) Yeah, it, 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 he starts playing the piano, and uh, what Billy is the the song? Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. like oh, that's cool. Like that's not a pet thing to do, you know. No. That's that's a sentient living creature thing to do. Well, um, and I mean, it's saying like yum yum pretty early, and uh, bright light. It says yeah, that really yeah. early. Like, I mean, I know some of it. They sort of give you the impression like, well, the Mogwai watch TV, and that's why. He learned some of this, but like part of it, he's just he just speaks English sometimes. Well, other animals watch TV and don't repeat human words, right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I guess birds do. True, but, you know, True. that's a whole other. Birds are their own thing. Yeah, yeah, they're dinosaurs. I gotta know, were Furbies a thing before this? Uh, Furbies came after Gremlins, and they looked so much like Gremlins that I believe there was actually wasn't there a lawsuit. It really? was a likeness infringement. I believe this is true. I, I feel like this is right. Well, because I, don't know, I was, but as you're saying it, it feels right. I had never made that connection before, but I was having this epiphany, rewatching it again. That like, oh man, Furbies look just like Gremlins, and they're weird little things that kind of talk and make noise and kind of do sentient human things. Um, I'm looking to see if there was there is a. By the way, as I'm looking this up, um, the. Uh, the Mogwai, or there is a gizmo, Furby. That makes sense. Wow. They do look like Gremlins. This looks like though. a much longer story than I'm. I, than we can read live on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it, there, there, maybe there was, I don't know. But yes, they, it, it did come after, and they do look strikingly okay. like okay. like uh, yes. Mogwai. Yeah. I, would, I would believe that if you, yeah, if that was, there's some sort of connection or whatever between them, or alleged. Well, and they, it is, connection. I mean, the, the design of... Of of Gizmo and the the other ones before they before they become evil evil gremlins it's very cute. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, they're all they're they're very cute except for when they eat. No matter what form they've taken, when those things eat, it's disgusting. <laughs> it is upsetting. <laughs> yeah, when they're eating that chicken, the girls were like, "Cause I by the way, I watched it with Charlie and Cooper." Oh, what so. this? Well, uh, I mean, I definitely watched this movie as a kid, and I know it was kind of marketed it's it's like what's well, the 80s it was 84 when mm-hmm. this came out we're like maybe it's a kid movie like there's death in this movie there is a horrific retelling of of like the death of phoebe kate's father when he's dressed yeah. as santa there's a lot of stuff that i don't think is for kids in this movie but we, i definitely watched it as a kid we fast forwarded through the phoebe kate's dad part okay because That's the fair. kids were with us. We both knew what was about to happen. And we were like, we we're just going to real quick. Just boop, boop, boop. And they were like, what What was she saying? Why doesn't she like Christmas? And I was like, oh, you know, she just had a really bad Christmas <laughs> once and didn't get what she wanted. <laughs> uh, it's fair. It's accurate. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
No, I, I, so I was asking Justin, as I sat down, I was like, can we watch this with the kids? And he said, well, you know, it was a kid's movie. And I said, what's it rated? And he said, well, you know, that's interesting. They created PG-13 for Gremlins. Really? really? Before then, it was PG, and well, G, PG, and R. And they knew it wasn't R, Mm-hmm. And so they were going to make it PG, but there were still, obviously, there's death. Mm-hmm. And, like, sometimes the gremlins are kind of scary. And, I mean, I would argue that when they get, like, exploded in a microwave or thrown in a juicer, it's intense. So they came up with PG-13 because of gremlins. Huh. Interesting. I think that makes sense. I think I think if I had to recommend it to someone and say, like, yeah, if your kid's, you know older than 13 they're probably good but if they're younger maybe sit with them and skip through the dad santa you know it was strange charlie was actually pretty cool with it all um cooper was partially watching partially playing with a toy and i would just sort of distract her when like like for instance when the mom totally owns all those gremlins Mm -hmm. Mm. because that's intense yeah that's like cooper would have liked that though uh she is intense but she's i mean they freaked her out the gremlins freaked her out a little bit it's a lot of goo in that scene. It's a lot of this very gooey movie in general. It is a lot of goo. It is. It is a very gooey movie. It is incredibly impressive that those are all puppets. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That. I don't know. And I know this is like a old old man yells at cloud situation. But man, any movie that has practical effects before the dawn of VR just to me looks just so much better. The mm-hmm. fact that this is all just practical effects is just so cool. I yeah. I think that, I mean, there are moments when you have close-ups on their faces and their eyes are sort of blinking in a way that like, okay, well, that looks... Like Furby's blink. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I can see in those moments why, like, computers have improved those sort of little details. But when you have wide shots, like, in the movie theater with all those gremlins, <laughs> it looks it looks so real in a way... I mean, because it is in the sense that, like, these are actual physical objects in the seats that I don't think you can quite replicate. Well, I, I think it's just a crossroads of, like, that whatever in our brain is, like, triggers, like, the uncanny valley. I feel like it's there's there's I can tell that something exists in the real world, even if it doesn't move exactly like like if it's a, a robot or a puppet or an animatronic. My brain still says that's real because it is. It's in the real world when yes. it's when it's computer effects there's still an element where my brain goes that's not real that's not there mm-hmm. and it takes me out of it more than when i can tell something's an animatronic i don't know that's just for me yeah if you I, feel I agree differently com- that's fine <laughs> no i agree completely i i and i would say like the comparison i would make is recently justin forced me to watch avatar again oh no <laughs> um i was just thinking avatar because we saw an ad for the new one last night and dad just kept saying but it's it's animated it's not real people because they were talking about all the people in it and he was like but it's not real people well i mean that was so we were watching and the only reason i should say is because um cooper went on the avatar ride Mm -hmm. and then liked one of the baby baby avatars and anyway so we watched it and i was sitting there and i looked at justin and i said legit i'm not trying to troll you why was this impressive like help me i i understand it was in 3d Mm mm-hmm and we're not watching it in 3D. And I hate, uh, honestly, I hate 3D. That's me personally. It, it makes me want to vomit, like, because of my motion sickness stuff. The 3D thing makes me pukey. Um, 
So like, I don't like 3D anyway. But like, why is this better? I would, I feel more visceral sort of reaction to Gremlins than I do to Avatar as like... (laughs) Sorry, sorry. I mean, well, I'm just... It was supposed to be this technological achievement. We are little green guys. We are little blue guys. It's I get it. It's a fair same comparison. Thing. Yeah, but the, the, same the big blue guys are clearly just <laughs> computer generated. Like, there's no part of me that's like, that's a real big blue guy. Like, no. I mean, that's not a real big blue guy. Well, it just it looks like a video game. Like, video yeah. games yeah. have that element that's slightly more real than like a cartoon or an animated film i think that like is i don't know if it's the motion capture stuff or what but i feel like video games feel a little bit more real mm-hmm. and avatar just looks like a vi- video game right i mean kind of yeah. looks like a video game but you just don't pl- play it yeah i don't know i don't get those big blue guys if you do that's fine but i don't <laughs> yeah no to each their it. own but i've never i've just never understood it um I I think if you made Gremlins like the exact movie in terms of like the plot and the things that happen with the Gremlins and everything like the basic things today, but you use modern technology, it would not be PG thirteen. I think it would be more acceptable for younger kids and probably less upsetting in terms of like some of the gooey stuff because with the computer generated stuff, I just think that there's an element where like you know you're not watching something real but when you're watching those puppets like there's part of your brain that's like i know this isn't real but it sure looks like this is something that could maybe happen and exist in the real world it looks just real enough well you know what i mean like i feel like if they were animated like interacting with real people it wouldn't have the same i know what you're i know what you're saying in the sense that like we were we had told the girls like these are puppets these are not real. There are no because they kept asking, "Are there really Mogwai? Are there really Mo- no, no, no? They're not really Mogwai. They're not really Gremlins. This is all made up. That's a puppet." And I was explaining like the shots where he goes to pick up Gizmo, how like you can tell like that you never see him like close up picking up Gizmo with his hands because it's a puppet and it would look weird. <laughs> so you always have these like I tell. Cooper it's movie magic where they like go to his face for a second and then they go back to his hands because now the puppet's been properly placed so that it looks like a living thing and like I assume he's puppeting it sometimes well, right I think it's part it's partially animatronic I, I mean well but I assume sometimes the way he's holding it that his hand is actually inside it I don't I don't know about that I, I did not look up the mechanics of how to operate a, a gremlin how do you operate a gremlin? But I was explaining all this, and she said, so when he was in the juicer, was it just, is the puppet filled with goo? <laughs> and I was like, well, n- no, no. Maybe. I mean, I don't, but I, probably not, right? They probably, like, put the puppet in the juicer and then squirted goo everywhere. Yeah, I'm sure they had something <laughs> rigged to shoot goo. <laughs> it's movie think- magic. You think well, a lot about the internal happenings of gremlins. Yeah, I, I, that that would be like a wild way of staging that scene. So we're gonna actually blend up this expensive <laughs> puppet. So we gotta fill it with one goo take. first. Yeah, one take. It's <laughs> a ten thousand dollar puppet. We're gonna throw it in the juicer. See what happens. Um, I mean, that's that wasn't even true for the orange. That whole orange thing was just that was way too much orange juice that came out of that yeah, orange. That, yeah, was there was no way that not. came out of one orange. Even the orange was gooey. I was that's the scene that really mm-hmm. for of all the gross stuff. And I was like, that's really gross. I'm really grossed out by how much orange pulp is all over this kitchen right now. It was. Yeah. It was gross. It didn't look right. It looked off. It was like that's not that's not what oranges look like. Too much. I, 
I'm wondering, I don't even know, I don't know what kind of movie technology, movie magic existed in 1984. Cause I don't even really know what kind of movie magic exists today, if I'm being honest. I don't really know how any of it works. Um, but did they have that many puppets, do you think? Or do you think there was some mm-hmm. element of like replicate like could they uh, do like you know what i mean I, I think they had that many i think yeah i was wondering that in the scene with the the movie theater scene yeah. but no i'm i think that's just all gremlins i mean imagine that like storeroom or prop room somewhere oh. or whatever that's just i just want to know where they all ended up because you know, know. they all got oh, auctioned man. off to a bunch of weirdos i would love to be one of those weirdos it's like yeah. here's my gremlin it's, uh, this my is original gremlin number gremlin. 82 yeah yeah the yeah, one that was I, wearing popcorn on its head. It's a, <laughs> oh my I love that gosh. guy. <laughs> I, I know the one wearing popcorn on its head was great. Yeah. Um, I was also thinking about the scene where you see them all walking down the street mm-hmm. when they first emerge. That's stop motion. That's incredible. Mm. Yeah. That they moved each of their little puppet feet. <laughs> I mean, that's it's incredible. I, it's it's weird that like you like I don't know like it's not it's like a lot of times practical effects are cheaper than than mm-hmm. virtual effects but not always like like it, it seems like it should be the opposite like that should cost a lot more money to make a bunch of little guys but yeah. uh, it doesn't it just well doesn't. and all the people that are responsible for moving and operating said little guys yeah. it must have been it must have been an expensive movie though because like Spielberg had already made ET at this point right. I believe so. So I'm assuming he was allowed to make an expensive movie. You know what I mean? Like he had the latitude to do that. I mean, it was 11 million, and it's it made 212 million. My wow. gosh, I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't know in today's terms. Now <laughs> movies cost yeah. like billions of dollars. But. Is 11 million a lot? I mean, yes, in money words, it's I a mean, lot, but yes. in movie money budget words. What is eleven million dollars in nineteen eighty four? Oh man, I just I don't know. Like some of the sequences where it's like all the little gags, mm-hmm. like like when the, it's right when the gremlins like kind of first attack and the whole city like there's just sparks flying out of everything and all the lights are going off and on and there's the gremlin that pops out of the car and the one that flings through like hanging on something Mm -hmm. just like how fun would that be to be on that live set like okay go weird car gremlin like like, (laughs) hangy hangy boy go That's what, as the movie went on, the girls got into it. Because when they first appear and, like, the mom has to fight them and the science teacher scene. That's a little disturbing. Yeah. I I said that they had knocked him out. The gremlin had knocked him out. I kind of forgot that they killed people because he's laying on the ground and he's got the needle in his butt. And I was like, oh, they just, they're going to explain that, right? Later, he's going to be, like, sitting up, like, with a headache. Like, no, oh, no, they kill people. Oh, oops. (laughs) I had fully forgotten that. I had no idea. I guess it's been so long since I'd seen it that I had to stop and take a minute like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. There's murder. I had the same. I had the same reaction. I was like, uh, and I said, see that needle in his butt? They just knocked him out. They used medicine to knock him out. And they were like, oh, okay, cool. I mean, I think that one is. Yeah, that one's a little bit more explainable as potentially not murder. Um, But the uh, the scenes in the bar. Charlie and Cooper just loved. I I feel like that scene planted itself in like child Taylor's head and 
that has something to do with why I became a bartender. I don't know. Because <laughs> it's supposed to be scary, but in my kid brain, and even now watching this at all, I'm like, that looks pretty fun. They I'd wait him. on those guys. They loved it. Charlie and Cooper loved that scene. They thought it was hilarious. Like, they're drinking beer. Oh, oh and like they don't see smoking in movies now. You know, I mean, like there aren't there aren't kids cartoons or shows or movies that have smoking in them anymore. Mm-hmm. And so when the gremlin is smoking, it's like, oh, <laughs> look how bad he's doing. So what he's smoking a sick. Nobody smokes cigarettes. <laughs> and I. I forgot how much the gremlins are just armed with tiny guns. It's like you think like, oh, no, why are the gremlins dangerous? Well, because they're packing. That's why. They, yeah. yeah. They might shoot you. I know. When I that scene when he's like, water, gun. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, man, different time. I know. It's like they don't, they don't try to scratch you or bite you. They just for some someone made a bunch of tiny guns and gremlin size. I don't know where they got those. I gotta be honest, I don't know if it was just it'd been so long and this is my brain's creation of what I thought the plot was, but going into this, I knew I'd seen it, and to me, it was, these are little guys that become bad when you feed them after midnight, Mm -hmm. and they become scary, and they can, like, attack people, and they've got to control the scary gremlins so they can go back to being cute gremlins. That is not at all. No. I In my head, I was like, yeah, they're not. I mean, they're just little guys. Like, they're not scary. They're not that bad. It's. Why did I, did I just block out the fact that I was maybe there? Maybe mom and dad skipped past the murder. and the I don't know. Maybe it was the same thing because, I mean, they are murderous. Yeah. yeah. And they get they get exploded. A lot. A lot. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of goo. <laughs> they blow up a whole movie theater. Well, there's a very graphic scene in the movie theater after they blow it up of just gremlins running around on fire. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> it's intense in a way that... Like, it did make me laugh. <laughs> we realized this was not great for even 13-year-olds. <laughs> like, uh, maybe we maybe this is more adult content. Yeah, I mean, but that's uh, there are a lot of movies that I, I've... When it comes to horror movies, I always like horror movies that have like comedy almost like like you know like looney tunes kind of violence in it that Mm -hmm. stuff always i don't know like i feel like my favorite movies always hit that sweet spot like ghostbusters is kind of the same and ghostbusters Mm -hmm. was the same time period like there was some scary stuff in ghostbusters that i don't know if kids today would be allowed to watch Mm -hmm. but in that time period there was a lot that kind of existed in that weird middle ground of like uh, i mean it's cartoon violence it's just in reality that's okay right you can watch it when it's tom and jerry you just can't watch it when it's real people but i don't know yeah no yeah. I, I know what you mean it it definitely doesn't feel offbeat for the time it feels offbeat for kids now yeah now you watch it and you're like this was a kid's but i mean it was very much like a family film yeah this wasn't so, i mean you weren't supposed to like i mean i guess probably teenagers went on dates but like I don't know. We I I know I watched it as a child. You know, there's a lot of goo in Ghostbusters too. Did yeah, they, that's a was there movie. just some development in film technology at this time where they figured out how to make a goo that everyone was just like, "Yeah, I want to put that in there somehow. That's a good-looking goo." We got to use that goo. Got to use that goo. You know, I did watch um there's a what was that on? Oh, there was an episode of what was that where they competed with special effects face off. 
Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They they had an episode where they they talked about Hollywood goo and they each had to make their own goo and it was really cool to see. I I feel like there were a lot goo. right? Like there were a lot of movies in the in the eighties that were just sort of fueled by we figured out how to do something cool. Like yeah. the howling, mm-hmm. like making the werewolf transform on camera. That that's a great movie, but a huge part of that movie is just like, look at this cool thing we figured out how to do. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it was a really exciting time to be in special effects. That's what I like, thought about Ghostbusters. Like, yeah. look at that ghost. Look at Slimer. Uh-huh. He's there. The filming it, so they it's a like a real three-dimensional ghost that is Slimer, mm-hmm. but they then film it and then superimpose it so it looks like a like a ghost, like yeah. a see-through thing. It's cool because if you think about it, like there's a lot of goo in Ghostbusters 1, but then Ghostbusters 2 is like entirely goo-centric. It's just all goo. Yeah. It's, it's just all goo. goo. It's about the goo. goo. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, the, I mean, that, I think that that trickled into kids' toys, especially in the '90s. I was talking about a friend this the other day. Like it, the '90s were just really gooey. There was yeah. a lot of like all of our toys were gooey. We ate goo. Well, the Nickelodeon started with the slime, time. right? Yeah, and Jack. Just a decade Jack of and Flum and uh, there were like four different products that were just various like cons- consistencies and textures of goo. Yeah. I mean, I guess re- now the kids have slime, but... Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Are we re-entering a goo era with slime? I, I mean... Does this have something do. to do with the recession? What? Is it? Is it a predictor? <laughs> oh, the kids are playing with goo again. <laughs> oh, no. I wonder, because it is... I will say, like, the thing I like about slime, and there's not much to like about slime, but the thing I do like about it is I learned, like, the principles of how to make slime... <laughs> And I can make slime. I don't need a slime kit to make slime. You can get them if you want, like, the glitter or the little foam balls and stuff to put in there. But generally speaking, you have what you need to make slime in your house. <laughs> and you have understood the principle so well and made it for so long now that Charlie, in turn, I was helping Cooper make slime with a slime kit she got because Cooper's not quite as, mm-hmm. like, up to up to snuff with how you do things and make yeah. it a certain way. Slime um, I mean, she's She's four, yeah. <laughs> um, but Charlie, I was asking Charlie instead of like looking at the instructions. I was like, Charlie, what? It's too, it's too breakable. What do I add, Charlie? It's too sticky. What do I do? And she just, she knew mm-hmm. every time. She was like, No, baby, sis. This is when you add the clay because that makes it fluffy, buttery slime. And I was like, That's not a thing. And then I did, and it did. Yeah. You put clay in slime. Yeah, what? that makes the the real fluffy, um, ice creamy looking slime. Wow. I was trying to incorporate the little foam, foam, foam balls for Cooper, and they just kept going everywhere. And I was losing my mind. Like, what do you? How do you do this? <laughs> Those things are so light that, like, with static electricity, they'll just stick to your yeah. hand, so you can't like get them off. I mean, it's like you just put styrofoam. your hand in the bag, and they're just all over you, and you're like, ah. But we are re- re-entering the goo era. Um, so I uh. We haven't really gone over the plot. I feel like we took for granted that everybody knows the plot. I mean, I feel like the plot is here's some weird little dudes. Like that is, I think that's the that's the showpiece of the movie. But yeah, the there's this the, this traveling salesman encounters a mogwai. He gets it for his son for Christmas. There are two rules with the mogwai: you can't get it wet, and you can't feed it after midnight break both rules mm-hmm. and that leads to the mogwai multiplying and then the ones that multiply that then eat after midnight transform into horrible scary versions of gremlins and then they take over the small town that, <laughs> that they live in and then billy explodes them in a movie theater yeah and, and then 
that just shines bright light on the final one yeah. and melts it in a horror. That's also very gooey scene. Yeah. When he melts the final gremlin. We we did not show the girls that that part. It's no, pretty that, gruesome. That's, it's very gruesome. Yeah. Um, and then the then they get their mogwai taken back away because yeah, I don't know. It, I guess the lesson is like man cannot man can't just accept natural beauty things. Like we have to mess with them and tamper with them and. I don't well, know something. This the there was a there's a moment where the, there's a bit of dialogue where the the dad the traveling salesman is like oh everybody will want one of these like thinking of like merchandising it I feel like there could have been like a more like present message but they at some point decided like no don't it's worry the 80s. about that. like let's just just shoot more cool little guys yeah well, you're exactly right it's what you said about like they figured out how to do a thing and that was the movie I th- I feel like there maybe was an original like meaningful message that like was more obvious but then they started doing things with the gremlins and they realized all the cool stuff they mm-hmm. could do with the gremlins they were like never mind no. never mind scrap all those scenes with more dialogue get rid of it more <laughs> scenes with goo and gremlins uh, just, just have any any scene where they can sing sort <laughs> of just that that over message any day when they carol in front of what is it? What's her last name? Dougal? Yeah. Is that yeah. what it is? Because then when they, they roll up to their to her house, and they go, Dougal, Dougal, Dougal. <laughs> <laughs> and then she opens the door, and it's just them, and then with their little caroling books, just for the gag, the one-minute gag. I'm just like, ah, <laughs> And then they're singing the theme song. I love that. I don't know. I don't need a message. Just do that. Yeah. Well, and they do, there is some sort of central morality, I think they're trying to convey, where, like, the science teacher is trying to experiment on the Mogwai. Like yeah. he looks, he looks tortured and sad and he gets it. <laughs> and then there is Miss Dougal who at the very beginning of the movie wants to murder a dog. Yeah. In a very gruesome way. Like there's a description of how she wants to murder a dog. Oh, you're right. It's intense. Like yeah. she's a really mean lady. <laughs> um, and then there's the guy yeah. who, like, his whole thing is complaining about, like, foreign cars and stuff. Is this like a like a pro-animal, anti-animal cruelty and all that stuff? Like, in pro-environment? Well, there's an environmentalist message buried under all the goo. Yeah. There's something under there, maybe, but then, it, I don't know. But then I think you're right. Then they're like, but the goo. But the goo. Look what we can do with it. I just don't understand. I... I mean, it's a movie, and it was the '80s. But was it was it more believable back then that someone would have found this little creature that can speak human English language um, and also do things that like sentient humans do? And it was like, oh, cute. Mm-hmm. Not what? <laughs> Not upsetting. Uh, I mean, we have we have monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> I- <laughs> I mean, yes, but... I mean, monkeys are kind of like, like, right? Like, don't they sort of overlap with the stuff that Mogwai can do? Like, they don't have, like, yeah. verbal skills, but monkeys they can, don't like, go quite as jokes far. and, it's true. and no, they, all sorts of stuff. They can, and you've got to remember, this is before the internet. Oh, you're right. This was before Encarta. <laughs> you had no way to, <laughs> to look up all the animals on Earth. Yeah. Well, you had an encyclopedia. Before what? Oh, my gosh. I don't know what the, I've never heard you. Encarta was a uh, an encyclopedia on CD-ROM that you could buy. <laughs> but like there were what? different letters on different discs. Like it wasn't all on one disc. You had to like buy the set. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
took up a lot less space than the set of encyclopedias. But yeah. Uh, but I mean, like, I guess the idea that there are things that exist in the world that we don't know about was very obvious. Like, well, of course, how would I know about it? Like, you know, there's all kinds of stuff on Earth I've never seen because I don't have Internet yet. Yeah. Um, and I think they're like. I don't know. There's also the whole element in the 80s of like kids are kind of just doing stuff without their parents knowing they're doing it because their parents are. We assume since it's the 80s, like buying something, <laughs> wearing shoulder pads, using cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It's the 80s. They're at a party where everybody's wearing like sequins. Mm-hmm. The hair. Uh, yeah. Although you got to you got to give it to the mom in this movie. The mom is not a passive mom. She is an true. active. The, the most brutal scene, I think, outside of maybe the ending is the scene where the mom just goes full on Rambo again. <laughs> It's the Kremlins alone in her house. Without hesitation. Yeah. Oh, she's ready to kill. No, she goes straight for the juicer and then like escalates to the microwave. Yeah. There's a history there. She's She has a background. I want to know about <laughs> I want a prequel about when the mom encountered Gremlins once before. <laughs> I don't know. I thought just she had a lot of pent up mom rage. <laughs> Do you get that? Yeah, I understand that. Do you think you'd be ready to just go go ham on some gremlins, given the opportunity? I mean, if I was stuck in the kitchen making those giant gingerbread men cookies. <laughs> Very disturbing gingerbread yeah. cookies. Right? It's like too big. They're yeah. way too big. That's why she can only make four of them. They're very big. They're oh. huge. What's that all about? Where's the? What's the message there? What's the message there? <laughs> what are you trying to tell me? I don't know. Well, she's got that husband, too, that just his life seems to be making inventions that make messes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the 80s. You could make a living on that. And that's good. Good for you. It reminded me like of Rugrats dad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or Honey, I Shrunk the Kids dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That just 80s. <laughs> where, where did wacky inventor dad go in, in media? <laughs> when did wacky inventor dad become football watching work going passive dad? I think those were two different dads. I think they coexisted. Really? At some point, we, right. we haven't had a, a, a current wacky inventor dad yeah. anytime recently, I don't think. I would like to get back to the central idea that when he, when this man gifts his, I mean, adult son, right? Yeah. Yeah. His adult son with this small animal that requires a ton of time and attention as well as following very specific rules so that it doesn't, you know, die or replicate or become or murder a murderous you. monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, why Why does he think that's, you know what I mean? Like, that? This, does this guy not have anything else going? I mean, like, he's got a job. He's got Phoebe Cates he's trying to get with. Like, yeah, you know? Uh, well, but you know what? He was doing an okay job if it wasn't for, for old Corey Feldman spilling water on him. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't know why. Why would he want that responsibility? He, it's like he got a kid before he That's even true. like got to kiss Phoebe Cates. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like like here, here's a small child for you to care for. Well, yeah, I mean, I do think the idea of unless like you have an adult, because I mean, he is an adult unless you have an adult child who specifically asked for some sort of living thing to take care of. It's kind of like, oh. Well, you son, just, you have a girlfriend. You can yeah. figure that out. Yeah. He's already got a dog just that the neighbor lady's trying to kill. Responsibility. Yeah. You know? That was a very Wizard of Oz moment, too. 
Yeah, yeah that's how you know the villain right away. Who wants a dog dead? That's yep. the bad guy. She's the bad guy. Um, I feel like before we wrap up, we should mention that if you have not seen Gremlins and you do want to watch Gremlins, first of all, I don't really think it's for very young children. <laughs> no. Um, it's PG-13. Use your best judgment. Um, you, you know your young people in your life better than me. Um, but it is gooey and there are moments that are kind of scary with the gremlins. There are like, there's like, they're not blood and guts because it's gremlin goo. It's goo. It just looks gooey. and But it is gory and violent and there are guns in it. Yeah. <laughs> so many little guns. <laughs> and chainsaws. Yeah. Um, and explosions. It really makes you question the scale of these gremlins and everything around them when they're on those little guns. And I, and I think we all know that the depiction of Chinatown and the guy who runs the store where the Mogwai is initially stolen is obviously racist and insensitive and yeah. not not the way we would depict people in film today. Yeah. I mean, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like that that has to be noted of any 80s film that there's going to be something where you're like, oh. Uh, oh, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing holds up 100% these days. No. No, it's the same with anything from the 90s. Yeah. Um, well, Taylor, any any last thoughts about Gremlins? I'm glad you had us watch it because I have not literally, I don't think I had seen it in two decades. Well, it's, I mean, I just, I don't know. I need any movie with with weird little guys and a bunch of practical effects, I'm going to I'm gonna be into. So I'm glad, glad I got to watch it again this year. I mean, I would have anyway, but you know. Yeah. No, it's fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, Riley, what's next? Yeah, um, I want to talk about Wednesday, and not the day of the week. The, yeah, okay. The girl in the Adams family that now has a series on Netflix. Yes, the show. The show. Um, thank you. <laughs> not the girl. <laughs> the show. The the Netflix program Wednesday because it is blown up and broken, you know, the internet. So. All right. Yeah, well, well, I've already watched it, so I'm ready. Me too. All right. Well, if you haven't seen Gremlins, classic um, Christmas movie. It's a classic Christmas Uh movie. So you got to wait a year. Yeah. 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 No, you can go ahead and watch it now if you want. It's okay. Dip in early or late, whatever. Um, It doesn't matter. Time time is a flat disc. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for listening. Uh, Thank you to Maximum Fun. You should go to MaximumFun.org for a lot of shows you would enjoy. You can tweet at us at StillBuff. You can email us at StillBuff or at MaximumFun.org. Um, I hope everyone has a wonderful new year. We will see you again in 2023, um, which is like just a few days away. And thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby Change Your Mind. This has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I'm Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I'm still buffering. And And I I am too. too. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I know the girls really love that. I bet they do. <laughs> yeah, can you sing the Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs? Well, you know, when they're singing the High Hope it. No, but they're the scary ones. <laughs> well, Gizmo sings it too. It's after what we go. That's really Very good, nice. Sid. Yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> 
My fellow graduates, for 500 episodes, my podcast, The JV Club with Janet Varney, has gathered story after story of all the scandalous things we've done throughout our childhoods. Wait, what's happening? Stories like how Jamila Jamil survived a horrific house party and she was on crutches. Or how Hal Lublin learned a Shakespearean monologue in his pajamas. This is not the speech we approve. Without your love and life tragedies, there would be no podcast. In fact, I'll have an exclusive look at how Maggie Lawson's mom confronted her after a sneaky basement meetup with her crush. Spill the tea, JV. Security! Uh, uh, listen to the JV Club with Janet Varney Thursdays on Maximum Fun! Class of Forever! MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.